Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome everybody to Cutscene Saga, the podcast that dissects and discusses the stories in video games. We're kind of like a book club. Each month we pick a new game and we gather some friends around to talk about it. This month I am joined by... Oh, now, yep. My name's Patrick Aiken. And... <laughs> Jay Bloodsworth. Welcome to the podcast, Yay, guys. Thank you for having us. us. No, thanks for coming. We are going to talk this month about Telltale Games The Walking Dead. Yes. Which is, that's what I've prepared for. Yeah, good. Good, okay. Good. We're on the same boat. Is that what you prepared for? <laughs> yeah. okay. okay, we're all here for the right pod and the mics are on. We've confirmed that. The mics are on. Great. So it's, you know, it's sort of the classic story game. It's, you know, one yeah, of Yeah, it's huge. It yeah. became such a big mm. thing. Yeah. Such a big thing. Yeah. I think everybody underestimated the uh, choose-your-own-adventure aspect as being yes. extremely fun. Yeah. yeah it's it, very, very good. Yeah. And actually, I am, um, as of the time of recording i just saw this morning a news story about the owner of the choose your own adventure book series is actually suing netflix over bandersnatch because that's oh. a choose your own adventure story and it explicitly calls itself a choose your own adventure story and so they're not allowed to do that i oh man yeah imagine if the person like let, let's find out who first wrote a song and then we can just sue everyone for <laughs> yeah. joining in with song. Exactly. Well, like, like making choices. Like, like who, who I mean, decided that we yeah, make choices? Yeah. I mean, maybe if they've called it, like if the term choose your own adventure is branded yeah. and they've used that brand, I mean, dude, yeah. like just be proud that you've created something beautiful. Uh, if the books aren't going well, that's on you. Yeah. Like, and I mean, the, the format <laughs> is so popular in video games well, now. It's just so, like, it, yeah. Yeah, look, let's not get into that. Because yeah. like now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, but maybe he does have a point and we're not here to discuss that. Um, so we're going to get to know you two, first oh. of all, for our listeners who I don't know who you are. I apologise in advance. Well, I mean, it's fairly gaming focused, so you don't oh, yeah, need to I tell us I do not have good taste in games, yeah, so good. I apologise in advance. Well, you're, you're here for this game and this is a good game. Yes, so. it's going to be fantastic. Okay, so I'll ask you each one at a time. So Patrick. What is your all-time favourite game? Has anyone ever been able to answer this clearly? No. Okay, good, good. It's not just me then. Um, I think probably the game that I have the most positive memories about and like the most is probably Snowboard Kids 2 on the Nintendo 64. I, it's such a good kart racer. The art style's great. I just, it's, I, I can't describe how good a game it is, but it's probably like the game that I have the most... It's just wonderful. Um, you've got a great cast of characters. It's got really good mechanics. It's just done really well. And it was a fantastic entry into the kart racer genre. And then Atlas remade it for the DS, but destroyed the art style, destroyed everything that everyone loved about it. And it was terrible. And then they went, oh, no one wants snowboard kids ever again. It was like, no, 
we just don't want the perversion that you set upon us. And they've yeah. never touched it again and it's gone. So I'm really upset about that. Um, but like a close runner up is probably Tales of Symphonia for the GameCube, um, which is, it was the first like JRPG style game I ever played. It was for the combat, you know, traditional JRPG, huge narrative, big cast of characters. Everyone's got really complex backstories, um, stat trees, different attack bonuses. But for a JRPG, the combat was not turn-based. So you get into, you know, when you have a random encounter and go into the combat zone, you just control everyone live. And that made it a lot more accessible to me because I didn't like turn-based combat, except for in Pokemon, when I was that age and when I was playing that sort of game. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. And they've just released, I think today on Switch, uh, Tales of, I think it's called Vesparia or Vesteria or Vestilia or something like that, which is a run-on in the series. There's lots of Tales of games. So I'll probably pick that up and see how it goes. But, yeah. That sounds really cool. Snowball Kids do. I mean, you and I were talking about Snowball Kids a couple of weeks ago. No, I'll talk about it whenever I can. Because I played Snowball Kids and I had completely forgotten that that I had consumed months of my life playing this game until you mentioned it. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. that is that game that I used to play. It's a seminal classic. And you'll bring up people who are like, I think I played that. And I'm like, no, you did. Do you remember Mr. Dog, the snowball salesman? And they're like, yes. I'm like, and Damien, the literal son of Satan who moves into this small, I think it's meant to be a Canadian <laughs> town or something. And like, he's meant to be the villain, but the other kids just bully him and he gets mad Aww. about it. It's really weird. And there's like, the snowboard coach is a penguin and he teaches yep. you how to, it's great. It's it's a ma- look, ladies and gentlemen. I can't. T- we we don't promote emulation here on the program because it's an illegal practice. So what you're gonna have to do is, if you live in Australia or Europe like the rest of us, you're gonna have to get onto eBay and pay about at least four hundred dollars for a copy of Snowboard Kids Two because the PAL region um Nintendo sixty four cartridges were super limited in their release, um and they didn't make a lot and it became quite popular and now it's a collector's item. If you want a mint condition copy, it's gonna be like. I think over like $2,000, maybe $1,000. I've looked into this. I've got some alerts set up on eBay whenever they go live. Don't, don't at me. Um, I don't have an active Twitter. Leave me alone. It's the best game you'll ever play. And that is an objective fact. Yeah. Um, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption can suck it. Snowboard kids (laughs) too is the game. They got big noses. They got big noses. Anyway, sorry. And they snowboard. They do. And they're kids. And they're kids. And this is the and second, this is the second game. one. Yeah, the yeah. second game. And yeah, they've got cool. costumes. I've got to talk about the costumes. Anyway, we're not here to talk about this game, but on different tracks, like there's a Halloween track, and all the characters wear Halloween costumes, and it's real Beautiful. cute. I think it's we w- might have to have a snowboard kids episode. You can like. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, one good. <laughs> well, we're gonna cancel this one. We're just gonna. Jay, have you played Snowboard Kids? No, I haven't. I'll get onto eBay. I'll spend like three thousand dollars. <laughs> we'll we'll get, get it shipped together. here express. No, today because <laughs> we don't believe in emulation. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. Snowboard Kids too, but also tells us in phone. Yeah, but Snowboard Kids too. What about you, Jay? What's your favorite game? Oh, look. Historically, I love a, a gritty reboot of a story. Oh. And I'm super picky about. My video games. She's got taste, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, I don't. She's got to find palette. I don't, no, though. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, so you're very specific, but like, you're, you're looking for that trash yeah. at the bottom of the barrel. Right. Specific I mean, trash. <laughs> Stunning. I mean, like, I enjoyed Sucker Punch, kind of, like, trash. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the Zack Snyder film? Yeah. <sighs> what a passion project. Um, <laughs> this isn't the Sucker Punch prod. Uh, I have respect for what he, the fact that he did what he wanted to do. No, this is Sucker Punch pod with... Um, Jay Bloodsworth. Yeah. This yeah. Is now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just all of the trashy things that I enjoy. Coming soon on That's Not Canon Productions Network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sucker pod. Uh, so going for a grungy reboot, I loved The Wolf Among Us from Telltale. 
I like I didn't understand the ending the first time I played through it, but I just really enjoyed the twists that they put on everything that they had. Um, I think it was Beauty and the Beast having a yeah. troubled marriage and like Georgie Por- Porgy running the strip club, like just the the turn of all of that kind of thing. I really enjoy when it comes to um, like original fairy tales and things. Yeah, the and, ribbons like, the, were fucked up. The, yeah, yeah. The, the like Grimm yeah. brothers kind of taste on it, which I I really really loved. Um, the aesthetic that really got me through yeah. the game. I mean, I I can totally see how that is exactly your kind of right. thing. Like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do um, you have a favorite character? <sighs> I love the pig. I love the pig. The pig is incredible. What's his name? Does he have a name? He does have a name. He does have a name. It's right in front of me. Hold on. I played that game in a fever dream. Um, I'm not even convinced I did play it, but somehow (laughs) I know the plot. Um, But, yeah, the pig is great. Uh, Is it Little Miss Muffet? No, who's the Ooh. who's like the villain at the end? Oh, Colin is uh, the name. The pig's Colin name? is the name. Colin? Everyone's favorite fairy tale character, yeah. Colin the pig. Colin Ladies the and gentlemen, pig. how could I possibly forget? Oh no, actually, I loved the f- the froggy dad. Who was mm. yeah, the, the, the cab driver? Dad, yes. The poor little the oh, frogs. The poor frogs. What the <laughs> hell was happening with the frogs? Oh, oh just Jay. so many twists. And then like they all. Like, uh, can I? Is that can I spoil the ending? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, the, the, we they always all get chipped have... away to the farm anyway. Yeah, because they can't afford it. Oh, so many political yeah. opinions. They can't afford to wear a mask to be able to live there. Oh, yeah, upsetting, upsetting. Yeah, of course, all of the beautiful princesses get to live in the real world. Everyone else gets shipped off to the farm. Yeah, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's disappointing a... ending. Uh, but yeah, I had to play the endings for a second time. It was a good game. It was, it was a, a good, good game. game. Telltale. Yes. I think. I think we might have to ha- have another episode. About that game. No, I think we've covered it. Oh, yeah, that's cool. it. That's <laughs> the entire game. That's all you it's good. Know. We've all agreed. Yep. Done. In the I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll cut that into four episodes. Yeah. And, Just and great. Yeah. Perfect. I can add in some music. I can't sing, but I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, good. Um. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be yeah. a good pod. The Walking Pod. No. The Walking That's podcast. this one. Yeah. This is The Walking this Pod. This is The Walking Pod. That's what? The Pod Among Us. The Pod Among Us. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, Pat, what game story affected you the most and why? Okay. Um. Look... Potentially Tales of Symphonia, um, just because it was the first time I actually emotionally in- engaged with the game. But really, honestly, I think the game that maybe had the biggest lasting impact for me emotionally, potentially Undertale while I was playing it. And I don't want to get into Undertale because like weird toxic fan base, really weird online culture. But like removing all of that, the game does engage you very well emotionally and is quite confronting. But also this game. Um, the Walking Dead season one, um, I think it was the first time when I, and don't tell anyone about this audience, um, this is just between you and me, I think it was the first time I cried in a game. I was like, wow, and I didn't expect it. It was the first time I had an actual like a physical emotional response while playing a game. Um, and I was very much impressed by that. And I think a lot of that comes from the acting. Yep. Yeah. A yeah. friend introduced me to this game and was like, I started playing actually at episode three because my friend had already played one and two and was like, you play this, I want to watch you play it. And I was like, dude, it's your game. What do you mean? He was like, it's not that sort of game. Just play it. And I got well into it and I was blown away. So, um, yeah, it was surprising. That's why I'm super excited to discuss this um, game here because it wasn't what I was expecting and it did. It does bring an emotional response out of people and that seems to be from the accolades it got. Very common response to it this It is game. a very fun game to watch other people play. Yes. Um, yeah. When when I first played it, I I played it with a friend of mine who showed it to me, and then uh, uh, my son's father again while I was pregnant, we we played it together, and I watched him play it, and it was incredible. It was so much fun seeing all the different people's reactions. Yeah. And the different choices that everybody makes. Yeah. It's it's a lot of people are so divided in who they save. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. I have some strong feelings about oh. the, the choice and. <laughs> 
choice and consequence of this game. Mm, nice. So, Jay, what about you? Story that most affected you? Uh, probably, and shoot me down, but I can't remember exactly which Bioshock game it is. Uh, I have a feeling that it's Infinite. Oh, really? I was going to say uh, it's yes. definitely one. No, right. no, well, no, no. Well, there's, I, f- I feel the same way about it as I do with um with Walking Dead is there's like places where I'm like, yeah, it's a bit slow. And then other times when I'm just like literally screaming at the screen about yeah. how upset I am that this yeah. thing just happened. Um, is it, is, is it, it the first scene um, in Infinite where you're think, throwing the tennis balls or whatever it is no, at the people on stage? I think it, it's oh, where, it's where up, he's saving balls, the, yeah. he's talking to the guy on the radio and he thinks that the, the oh, wife and son. That's, that's Bioshock 1. That is Bioshock yeah. 1. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With, yeah. Um, yeah, with, with, uh, with Atlas on the radio, would Atlas, you kindly. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember this. What, Irish, what is happening in this accent. scene? So you get the. So you get the radio from Atlas at the beginning of the game uh-huh. and you carry it with you and he's telling you what to do, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he, he, the whole quest, you think the whole quest, is to go and rescue his wife and kid. Mm. And you was it you get to the submarine it's that in they're the supposedly yeah. in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see it through a window as I think the submarine explodes. It does. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, it does. And, and there's no wife and kid, but you don't know it at that point. So you're you, there you like. You think that this just, wife and kid have yeah. just died and now oh. this guy's not going to help you get to where you need to go because. Oh, because yeah. they were your bartering. Be- because, yeah, yeah you they will, he's like, save my wife family. and kid. Yeah. But then, but then you only find out later in the game that he's been manipulating you the whole time. Oh, yeah. See, I've, I've only played Infinite. Oh. I never played Bioshock 1. Bioshock 1. Oh, there you go. That is oh, the, the best, best video one. game twist okay. like ever. Yeah. Is, it's, is, it turns like. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably my most favorite. I'd be mad. Yeah. Yeah, that that's emotional abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and well, with the the way that he manipulates him all the way through the game as mm. well, and then you get to the end, it's just oh, it's incredible. Definitely a must play. Okay. Yeah, mm. and I think we will be having a an episode. On I don't think we need to again. Like um, we, we we've covered <laughs> this. We've done it. It's been covered. We can move on. Pat, you've kind of already answered this question. Oh, I'll answer it again. Yeah, my last question is: What made you want to play or talk about this game that we're discussing today? Um, oh, look, I'm going to do this one quickly because I've talked too long for every single question. Um, I think the impact on the gaming landscape that this game had is very, very interesting. Um, the critical acclaim it got, especially for the genre that it is, is very interesting. Um, and it is really the rebirth of a genre, I think, um, from this moment forward. Uh, I think really from from like the mid-90s or early 90s, the adventure genre and especially the point-and-click adventure genre, there was good games that were coming out. Sam and Max was always good and some people were releasing stuff, but it was dying as a genre. Yeah. It's kind of the same pattern we've seen with RTS. Um, but then this game came out and everyone went, oh, wait, you can do this well, you can sell it well and people will play it and love it and talk about it and tell their friends to play it. And that's interesting. It's always interesting to see those things that literally – have a massive impact not only on the gaming community but the industry itself and shape what games will be released in future. So, yeah, I think it's it's this weird little game that probably wasn't meant to be as massive as it was mm. and from the issues that the game has technically, it probably wasn't ready to be as massive as it was but people still loved it and it changed a lot in gaming. So I think that's why. Yeah, and I mean you can see as you go through the episodes – how they've refined based on the audience response. Yeah, they get better at it. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. definitely fix the game as they go along. Yeah. But you forgive it. You have yeah. those issues and you don't mind because it's engaging. It is very engaging. Yeah. It's um I think that's the thing that I, I struggle with when it comes to point and shoot games is I'm not good at them well, oh, I'm at, terrible at all. At, I'm, I'm so bad at them. them. <laughs> and I do so love, love, love playing video games. Uh, it has to have a good enough story to keep me engaged. Otherwise mm. I just no 
drop out, would yeah. rather do something else. And that's what I really loved about The Walking Dead. It's the, the one game that I just had to sit through and play through. Like even, even with Bioshock, I loved it, blew my mind, but it was the one game that it took me two days and I was done. Well, it's because it's almost more story than it is game. And exactly. it's, it's an inversion of the form like that, but it's already, it's, yeah, it, and we'll probably get into that in later episodes, but um, yeah, and that is why it sort of forces you to so sit compelling. through the story as well yeah. and the, the cutscenes and things, and, you know, you can't click through, even the credits at the end of um, every episode, you can't even, you can't go through them, they just, just play have, through. You just have to walk away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm exactly the same as you, <laughs> Jay. I'm, I'm here for, for story, which is why I made this podcast. Mm. So you begun um, League of Legends? Uh, you must no, love it. No, oh, you love it. It's all about story. Is it great narrative? Is it though? Great narrative. Yeah, it's like it's Overwatch. Fantastic. Like it's like oh, it's got such a good story, but like where is it? Where's it? it's in online videos? Overwatch is an interesting case though, where like there isn't a story in the gameplay. People are going to yell at me. Um, I don't play Overwatch. I have played it, but I think you can go explore the story if you want, but it's not presented to you in the media form. Of the game, no, yeah, it's directly. It's, it's all in the meta. It's all in yeah. short videos. It's all in online. The comics. Yeah, yeah. There's, n- I mean, there's tiny hints in the like they might edit a map to give a hint about a character, but mm. it's like you're in the middle of a firefight. You can't stop and have a oh, read look at of that all the documents. On the wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're is that trying to push the payload? Is that backstory <laughs> on the wall. You're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair <laughs> enough. I mean, apparently the the online videos are really good. Well, um, and here on. Um, Overpod, we're here to discuss Overwatch yeah, in podcast form. It's very exciting. Jay, of course. thoughts on Absolutely. Over- Overwatch? Not a damn one. Not a damn the one. Babe's really sexy. That's about it. Like the one on the poster. Here for it. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, Tracer, and she's queer. So <laughs> the right. Oh, see. And I'm, now I'm Soldier Seventy Six is gay, yeah. which everyone's angry about. I yeah. saw a post on the wall saying, "I'm really angry because on the wall, the wall being the internet, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is a bathroom wall. My age here, um, or just my rapidly deteriorating mental state. Um, that people were angry because they could no longer." It's really interesting. They couldn't, they're like, I used to really engage with this character and I felt this character resonated with me. And now that you've made it gay, I can't resonate with it and oh. I can't play it and you've ruined it for me. And it was like, that's a really interesting point. But just imagine how queer gamers must feel whenever they have to engage in a narrative that does mm-hmm. not contain anyone but straight people. Yeah. Um, so it was a really funny idea. It was like, you're so close to hitting the mark there, mate. You are so close <laughs> to getting the point, but you just missed it. Just so, a tiny um, but bit. But yeah, he's gay now. Um, yeah. Deal with it. I mean, I, I really like. He who loves Bukake. I hear that's his thing. It's it's canon. Did you ask the internet that? <laughs> yeah, because the internet is f- like oh, a cesspit I googled, of Overwatch. I, I googled it, and I, the the internet confirmed me in image. Was this pre Tumblr takedown or? Oh look, I, I don't want to say. I don't think we need to go through my internet search history here on um Overpod. But, um, <laughs> you made the grave mistake of searching for an Overwatch it character. It was not a mistake. Ooh. It was not a mistake. <laughs> but I, I I do really love that they took. Tracer, who's mm. the, you know, butt forward poster girl oh, yeah. and Soldier 76, who is like macho man Call of Duty shooter. And yeah. they're the two queer characters. Yeah, and now he's mask for mask. Yeah. I'm not sure whether we should be cynical about it or not, but I think we, yeah. But here on Overpod, we are going to discuss this further, um, probably in episode eight yep. of Overpod. Yeah, yeah, cool. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but so yeah, The su- Walking Dead, is that what we're talking about here I was going to say, I suppose <laughs> we should probably talk about The Walking Dead. I don't know. Yeah, right. So this is our first episode of the month. So we're going to be talking about the world. I suppose the game, uh, sorry to jump, we probably have, do we have like a set, are, we, are you going to ask us questions? No. Or okay. No. Um, I think this game does a really good job of making the world world feel like a world. 
Mm. Yeah. And you feel like you are in a world that has stuff going on outside mm-hmm. the lens that you see. Yeah. Um, which is really good. Yeah. It's set you drive out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. On the way to the prison. And yes. is the whole the whole first season is set in Georgia. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you go from Atlanta to Macon to Savannah. Yeah. And um as Australians, I think we can make a really good assessment of whether this is a good representation of Georgia. Um I've seen <laughs> I've seen Queer Eye, the new yeah, Queer Eye right. that's set in Georgia. And for me, I feel, yeah, it works. It definitely feels right. So are we all agreed? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think so. I mean, um, there was yeah. a couple of episodes of, of Queer Eye that were a bit apocalyptic, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, like, Americans don't add us. Um, we know what Georgia is, and this is definitely a good representation of, of Georgia. Look, I hate bits. I don't do bits on podcasts. <laughs> Never. <laughs> like, this is not a bits podcast. This is over pod. Um, so, like, bits aside, because I hate them and don't do them. Um, I, I think the the environments are very well set up and I think they do that through tone more than anything. Mm, Would you agree? Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. I think the um, opening the way they did in the police car I think really helps and then to like the, the one-track mind that the game sets you on, you're like, okay, obviously we're going to drive down this road and we're going to see where we're going and there's going to be something at the end of the road and then the first twist of the game being that they run into the walker and then he's yeah. thrown off a cliff down and the police car and he's crushed and everything. And I really enjoy that sharp turn right at the start of the game instead of like a a sharp turn. Yeah, Yeah. literally (laughs) instead of just plodding along through a workspace point and shoot trying to kill zombies. Like it's it's a really nice place to start the game. And then he's got to climb over a fence and you don't know if he's going to get over the fence. And then to be in Clementine's beautiful backyard. I was about to say, I think the the fact that you transition immediately from uh, you're being attacked by zombies in Mm. the cop car to... The oh, serenity we're in that. we're yeah. in Clementine's in house. This yeah. is an actual person's house. The fact that there's messages on the voice machine, mm. that there's photos loved. on the walls, that you know, it it actually feels like a person's house. It does, and I think that the coloring book on the bench gets yeah. me every time. Yeah, and yeah. It, it sets up really well that yeah, this is a zombie game, and you, mm. you're going to have to fight zombies, but also this is a people game, mm. and you're here for the people as well. Yeah, and I think that just in that first ten minutes of gameplay, really evokes that that emotional tone that they try and maintain throughout the whole series. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not sure. I'm assuming I'm assuming that everyone listening to this pod has probably played the game. But if you haven't, for context, I suppose, we'll probably talk more about the plot later in a later episode. We but um, you start off, you are Lee Everett. Um, you are being driven out of prison. You're not really too sure about what's happened to him yet. Um, there's a lovely police officer driving you. Um, it's he, he seems like a nice enough guy. He's driving you to prison? Yes. To prison. To yeah. prison, not out of prison, to prison. And the police officer decides that he doesn't think that you did it because usually everyone in the car is um, yelling about how they're innocent, but Lee just sits there. Um, and you and get you to s- choose whether you sass him back or not. Yeah, and yeah. You, and it sort of it sets up this tone really well because it's clever because they're like, okay, you're in a confined space. Let's introduce you to the mechanics of the game and the tone of the conversation and who you are, let you explore what kind of character Lee is, but how you want to play that character through your choices. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. It's so a nice in- fine line between the two things. Of yeah. Like, that he's obviously still got certain things set up, um, obviously points that you need to hit to go through the game, mm. but then he's still also his own self and you get to choose how, whether, which way you want to play him. Exactly. And then like going back to what you said about how it's really lovely to have that turn, the physical mm, turn off yeah. the road because they hit the walker, you set up and the game creeps up on you with sort of something going wrong. You're driving, you're talking to the police officer, but if you pay attention to what's happening outside, yeah. and this is how it establishes setting and tone so well, you start to see a lot of police cars and ambulances and things and then mm. eventually helicopters going in the opposite direction to you. 
Yeah. And Head, heading back into Atlanta. And it just builds up as you're playing through the game and you're like, wait, what's happening? And so it starts to set up this tone of suspicion. And of course, you as the player, you know you're playing a zombie game. So you've got that sort of, there's that um, dramatic effect of knowing what the characters don't. But then as you hit the walker and turn off the road, what it does really well is, and like you said, um, Jay, a lot of games will start with you. You're in an office. Of course, you've got a gun in your desk and you have to fight mm-hmm. off the zombies to escape the office. And it puts you in the hero. Um, while Lee is the hero of this story, um, what it does is it sets him up as vulnerable because you're in a car accident, you are injured, and this zombie comes towards you and you it's very difficult for you to deal with that situation mm. and it's only one zombie. Mm. And the game teaches you that this is hard, it is difficult, and you are vulnerable. Yep. And then it sets you on the way. Yeah. It drives so it is- me wild how slow Lee walks while yeah. his leg yeah. is messed up. Exactly. slow. And, and I feel it must be a deliberate choice oh, yeah. of course. to well, make you to be. feel weak. Because yeah. most it's games- It's so scary. Like, yeah. Absolutely like terrifying. M- most video games, you you run everywhere, don't yeah. you? Like you, yeah. there's, there's, there is no walking in half of these games. You're or if you do, you never discover it. Because you're not you're not yeah. doing that light tilt no. on, that, <laughs> on that control <laughs> stick. You are slamming it. Yeah. You are destroying your Nintendo 64. Because exactly. you've been playing Snowball Kids too a lot, um, <laughs> and 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 then these these Telltale games force you to slow down and actually mm. pay attention to what's happening, which then yeah, when there's a timed event, when there's something is happening and you need to get mm. to the gun real quick or something, that really increases that tone of fear. Yeah, and so like while we're talking about setting. The physical setting, Georgia, as we've discussed, it's a hundred percent like it's it's a painting. We've all been there. We know it. Don't add us, um, but. <laughs> this tone setting and the way it's established very, very early on in just these first two or three scenes. And then like you were saying, the transition into Clementine's house, massive tone shift. And it feels like somewhere that's safe. But then as you start to investigate the house, it does that same thing of setting up what feels like a safe environment, a police car, you're separated by the grill, mm-hmm. but then you get small clues that build up of something is going wrong. Something has gone wrong. Same thing happens in Clementine's house. Yeah. yeah like like you, little clues. You, you hear why, the voicemail message. Yeah. Why the are there all these voicemails? Yeah. Where are the people who are meant to be living yeah. in this house? Oh, there's a child here. Where is the and child? I think, I think there's some blood on the floor in the kitchen. The first exactly. thing I did when I played the game, walk into the kitchen, slip over slip in the, on the blood. It's scared the crap out of and me. And it's well done because you don't see the blood obviously from your player perspective no not unless you're looking for it yeah the camera shifts and all of a sudden it's a top-down perspective of lee lying in a pile of blood and you're like oh my god it's also an unusual choice for a video game to like to make him actually slip like you see blood everywhere in video games but you don't always set up to actually fall in it yeah he's even more vulnerable because he's hurt himself again Mm. yeah Yeah. and and that sets up the oh i've reached a safe place i'm here in this house i know i'm all right oh actually it's not safe Mm. the walkers are still there and that is that is a repeating theme throughout the whole thing yeah um and i suppose setting up to then uh like the similarities with our own world what I like that this game does is it makes you deal with all the tiny little things that can go wrong in this sort of situation. Mm. It's not, oh, what's gone wrong? We've run out of ammo. We don't have the bomb. Um, we don't have our magic powers or anything. It's like, oh, I slipped and cracked my head. Yeah, That's the, a or, danger in yeah. the real world and what, it makes you yeah. deal with all these tiny little things that go wrong and actually have massive impacts that games don't usually deal with that are very human, visceral realistic things. Yeah, like the that in, of, in, in that first episode that Larry needs his medication mm. and when do in, you ever see in, that in that same section uh clementine needs to pee yeah and and she's trying to get lee's attention and there's no option to actually get him to take her it's just either ignore her or tell her to go 
and then there's a walker in there and no one pays attention to that particular mm. thing happening and in the real world she would have died. Like people she don't pee in video gone. games. No, they there's just no, don't. I mean, there's no time it, for it. And we don't like we Katniss don't poo in Australia, pee so it's, in, it's realistic in Hunger like Games. That, yeah. Like it just oh, no. never happens. No. Like it's not yeah. a thing you deal with. But a, a little tiny little girl <laughs> getting shot in the head with an arrow while you're copping a squat in Hunger <laughs> Games. That'd be shocking. <laughs> <laughs> like what a scene, what a bit. But we don't do bits on this podcast. No, of course not on Podwatch. Overpod? Overpod. Overpod. <laughs> Sorry, I got the name wrong. <laughs> the thing that this game does, and I'd love to hear everyone's perspective on it, but I think how is it similar? It focuses on relationships and all of our mm. world, and especially our world now, but I think always humans are very relationship-based people and what we do is and how we achieve things is by either fostering or even like, and I don't mean this negatively, but manipulating relationships in order to progress our lives. So if that's friendships, manipulating them in a positive way, or even like, you know, using your relationships at work um, to build up connections, build up skills, and then progress in your in your field or whatever. Mm. And this film, this film, it feels like a film. This game, um, very much the focus is on the people and the relationships, and that is refreshing. And I think it's why people found the game so exciting because the gameplay is secondary. Yeah, and um, I think the the settings were very um, thoughtfully chosen oh, Georgia, to do yeah. that. Yeah, it's what, fantastic. Georgia. It's perfectly yeah. Georgia. But like, you know, the 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 fact that you're in Clementine's house and then you're in Lee's parents' drugstore and you're in the motel where you're all having to learn to live together, they're all very intelligently chosen mm. settings mm. to to enhance that, that personal connectivity. I, I noticed as well uh, when I started playing through the, the second time uh, that uh, there's a couple of options to talk to certain people in the drugstore that I didn't notice the first time I went through where uh, Lee actually gets told that his parents were, that, that there was a dead couple in the office and mm. that they dragged them out. The first time I played, I completely missed that. Uh. I thought that he was just assuming from the things that he saw, um, but he does actually dead set find out. Yeah, and um, he has to murder his brother. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, murder. Yeah. And it, morality is interesting. And so many game. times as well, like a brutal mm. amount of hits to actually make it happen. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Yeah, which this same game as does. At, at the farm as well, like such a beautiful, picturesque setting. And then it's perfect gets, Georgia. Yeah, of course. He gets a dressing down in the barn and mm. then all of a sudden, you know, you have to, you, that's the first big choice of the game, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Where you have to choose between yeah. Duck or Sean. Yeah. And of course that... Um, Something we haven't really spoken about. Did with anyone this pick setting. Sean? We'll get to that. But, <laughs> really? According to the s- statistics, everyone picked Sean. At oh, the, really? At the end of the oh. episode, they have the stats. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That so mechanic. Good. Is that does that come up in a later pod? We we will talk about we'll that in a few yeah. weeks. But oh my yeah, god! Minute ties in. It's it's yeah. wonderful. It's like a yeah. social experiment. Yeah, it is. It is very <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and but so the the game is set in the same world as the comics, not yes. set in the same world as the TV show. Now, have you read the comics? I've read like the first few pages. I think thoughts, but. feelings, concerns. Does it feel tonally the same? Like yeah, well, yeah. and I mean the the author of the comics was a like a consulting producer or something mm. on the game. Always good. to try and make sure that it's that it's consistent mm. and it's visually consistent ish. Yeah, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman, yeah. He's a weird guy. He is a weird guy. In prep for this, I read some interviews with him and he's made this story that people engage with and that it's highly emotional and very relationship-based. And he's like, yeah, no, um, I don't really get why people are so into it, but I've learned that people just like it if you make people hug and cry. And like he's like, I don't know why people would, because um, like spoiler alert at the end. Oh, do do do. Just, there yeah. is there is a standing spoiler warning in this podcast. You can talk. About okay, it. so basically at the end, um, uh, you have to get. I'm, I'm gonna do light spoilers. Clementine, okay. the little girl who you look after, who's tiny and adorable, and oh my god, the casting. Anyway, um, you 
she is either going to have to leave one of our main characters chained up to become a zombie or to shoot them in the head while they're still human to um, stop them from becoming a zombie and killing them. Uh, sorry, Walker. We don't use the term zombie, no. which we need to talk about because that's a difference in the world. Really interesting. Um, and he said, I always think you should make the, her kill the character. Yes, yes. Um, And that's his stance. And he's like, I don't know why people would get upset about that. He's, he's like, it's stupid and emotional. Yeah. And it's like, this guy's made this game in this comic book series that everyone emotion, emotionally resonates with. And he kind of comes across like, sorry, Robert, if you listen to this, but a little bit of a sociopath. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't eat all the interviews and maybe it's just the questions he's been asked, but he's just, he's not interested in the yeah. human connections or the emotions. It's like, that's what this is about. This is, the, this is the world you've made. And he's just like, no, it's not really. Maybe it's like because he can get a bit of objectivity there. If, if, if he doesn't really identify with that, maybe he can see what it looks like from the outside. He's too powerful. He's, yeah. <laughs> Be able to separate yourself from from such a, a harsh story, and I mean, even again on the second playthrough, um, it says that Clementine is a first grader, but online when you look it up, they're like, oh, she's eight or something, which is a significant age difference. In she got held like, back, yeah, she's not like a she's girl. she's a big big kid, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but still very very young, and yeah, I think the choice uh, with the relationship that you have with her. Um, I find really interesting that they, after that many hours of gameplay, to then end on that is yeah. what really pulled people that you have to make so many choices to whether you're going to mm. be loyal to her or not. And then that's why someone, so many people got upset at the end yeah. to make that choice. And I suppose this is a, 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 there's another similarity with the real world is often the way that we act isn't necessarily always what we want, but it's governed by how people will treat us or yeah. our, what will happen to us in a social mm in a social network, but like in our, in our own social networks, in our world, how people will respond to us taking those actions. And the reason why Clementine as a character is such a good idea is because if you weren't playing this game with Clementine, you'd probably just do what you wanted. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, she not holds only you accountable. you're protecting this little girl, but also what you see is what she will see of not the world, but what is left of the world. You mm-hmm. are her last pin like of humanity to rely on. And so you are held to account by her. And not only do you have to do what's right for the purpose of making sure you two survive, but also establishing her moral compass and her own moral compass will hold you to account and she'll question what you do. And it's such a good game mechanic because otherwise you do what you do in every other game. You'd murder all the zombies. You'd kill off the people who Mm -hmm. weren't as useful, regardless of who they were. But you've got this little girl who just sits there judging you with those big brown eyes. (laughs) She's a monster. No, um, she's beautiful. And the casting of her is so well done. There's some really, uh, we'll talk about it next episode, but um, some, the juxtaposition between uh, Kenny and Lee. Yeah, um, I, oh. is something that I love, oh. especially when it comes to to Clementine yeah. and the way that they talk to each other, and mm. yeah, especially since Kenny is more of who you would traditionally find as the protagonist of mm-hmm. this sort of game. Very, very uh, sharp and flighty, yeah. and like yeah. just and like, really wants to do whatever he needs to do because he knows, and he's that strong yeah, exactly. father figure. I love Kenny. Well, he, he's he's more like Rick from the comic books and the TV show. You know, he's that. I don't. I've never. Have, has no. it, you guys watched the TV show? I've, I've yeah. watched a fair amount of it. I've most never of seen it. it. Yeah. Rick is more. That's Cowboy Rick. Cowboy Rick, the yeah. guy in the posters who like looks sad and cries Coral. and has like. Yeah, no, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> over my head. Coral. His, his son. And but but he's like. There's a lot of memes about this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he's the archetype of a. A white man All protagonist. Hero. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. a cop. He's white. He's got a wife and a kid. Yeah, and, and the protagonist of this one, 
potentially. Do we find out if he actually killed his wife? Uh, no, he, I don't I think he. Recall. I don't think he did. I think he just killed the senator that slept with his wife. Yeah, so uh, our protagonist in The Walking Dead, conversely, not a, is a white person going. There's a black person going to prison. Yeah. for murder. For murder, and he's a university professor. He's a university and professor, yeah. and from he, a good family that yeah. he left behind. There's the yeah. insinuation that he left the family for his wife. Yeah, like it's, it's an yeah. and it's an interesting thing, like a crime of passion. Like that's a really interesting idea yeah. to put in this in the plot of this. And I, is it meant to set up? Do you think that this guy is capable of killing, and that's part well, of him? They do talk about it through the game. Yeah, yeah that they're and, like, and, well, this guy's already a killer, and that there is an option later on in the game to. To tell, tell yeah. or be revealed, and uh, I think you're also bitten at the time as well. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's like, well, do you do you announce that you've been lying the whole time, or do you mm. let someone else tell? And yeah, and, really and I think it, it mm. sets up before you even begin the game that was this was this an okay thing he did? You know, like I mean, obviously. Ethically, he killed someone, and that's not okay. But oh, but can you sympathise with what he did? Can you? Yeah. Would yeah. you have done that? And that yes. is the whole premise of the choice. Yeah, it, yeah. it affects the way game. that you, that you mm. go forward. Whether you know, do you feel that Lee thinks he did the wrong thing, mm. or do you feel that he did the right thing and he yeah. believes he did the right thing? Well, and I also think, and again, going back to like it's sort of going back to setting as well, but setting you in the character. They also set up this guy who you know is a really lovely guy, and Lee is very. It's easy to engage with him emotionally. But then I think it's clever to say this guy can do some things that are morally objectionable because then it opens up that pathway for you as a player because you are playing a character. You're not playing yourself, you're playing Lee. And if it was set up as Lee's from a good family and has never done anything wrong and maybe that would be an interesting story to see a fall from grace. But to set him up as, yeah, he's a good guy, he's polite, he gets on well with the police officer, he's a really engaging guy. But he also he's also done something that is yeah. terrible, yeah. And then that allows you to explore that duality from the get go mm. instead of having to pull it open yourself, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you're um, you're totally right. That sets up that character development really nicely, and that choice and consequence. One of the things I was thinking about with the talking about the human connections, how I think the the fact that it's set in a zombie apocalypse really enhances that because it's like the zombies are entirely predictable. Mm. They are like people. But you know exactly what they're going to do. You know they're going to walk towards you. You know they're going to try and bite you. Get them brains. Get them brains, yeah. And so that contrasts the people who are still alive mm. even stronger than it would if the zombies weren't there. Do you know what but I mean? they're not into brains in this, are they? The no, walkers don't not. go they, for brains. They just, no, they they just, just rip you to pieces. Yeah. They just rip you to yeah. pieces. But, but so. you know, so they, they look like people. Mm. It's like these are the only people left in the world, yeah. these living people, how their emotional connections contrast against these this mindless horde of X people that you don't even yeah. know walkers. who they are. Walkers, yeah. And the term walkers is interesting because apparently, um, again, this was an interview that I saw in prep for this with um, Robert Kirkman, uh, zombie media did not ex- does not exist in the world of The Walking Dead. So uh, the films, uh, like, you know, zombie films, zombie yeah. books, none of that ever happened. I see. So the reason why they're called walkers is because they're actually trying to distance themselves from that. And mm-hmm. in the game, then the plan was to never have them called zombies, but there's a couple of, couple of lines of script where um, Lee refers to them as zombies, <laughs> but they're all meant to only ever be called walkers. And apparently right. in the TV show, they're only ever called yeah. walkers. Yeah. The term yeah, zombie definitely. is never used, which is interesting because zombie is actually, it's a Haitian term, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Like it's actually, yeah, it's got it, roots it's a real in thing. reality. Yeah. It's not from... Yeah. Um, Romero's films. Yeah. No, there's uh there's a bug that gets into your brain and you can uh, you, uh do all of your normal motor skills but you're not actually conscious. There. Yeah, oh, it's heavens. you can step through your whole life but you're just not Good to know that zombies mm. are a thing that 
an actual happen. thing that well, exists. How you, yeah. how you get a young real liberals. thing. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, it's rife in Australia. Complete disconnected um, between oh, actions yeah. and brain. No, yeah. no connection whatsoever. <laughs> no um, America, that's a that's a that's a little Australia joke for you. You can Google it, but it gets confusing because it doesn't make sense. Um, moving on. Uh, do we have another question, Joey? Are we alienating no, our I mean, audience? We're, we're pretty well, good. Gamers are. I, I mean, traditionally right wing. Uh, no. <laughs> I think uh, on the topic of the different kinds of of zombies as well. There being no no zombie media. Uh, one of my most favorite other zombie games is uh, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, yep. where they have so many different kinds of zombies. Which, which came out around the same time as yes. the, oh, the Yes, yeah. yes. The oh, my witch. God. And, and like the, that is the really big pussy one that explodes. Yeah. Is bloater, like it's been I think it's something like that. He's big pussy bulbous thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, And that's like completely the opposite end of sp- the spectrum like 20 of zombie later, games. Like they run around. Yeah, yeah. Really they're insane. You can hear them coming kind of thing, the witch crying, that sort of stuff. And you're just mowing down hordes of them with your mm. machine yeah. gun versus The Walking Dead. Where, where you have to like hack someone's head off yeah. or kick someone's head in. Smash you know. smash Larry's head in it's with so a salt block. so much more satisfying. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's plot. But the- did, we, did, did, we, did we all smash in Larry's head with the salt block? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like everyone's like, that's wrong. And you're like, I'm sorry, the game sets him up yeah. as an absolute bastard. Yeah. He knocks us out when we're trying to escape. Like he's an, he's he's objectively a bad man. And so yeah. I had no reservations. No, no, no. <laughs> well, if, I, I, if you don't side with Kenny, Kenny knocks you out and then you find your own way out into the alley. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I like, I felt bad for, is his daughter's name Kate? Lily. 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 I feel bad for Lily, but Lily's also a piece of work. Yeah. Oh, but I, you absolutely. Feel, that was my I, rock, one reservation. That was, oh. that was one of my turning points for the game where I just got cold after Lily. I was like, yeah. mm, oh, that, that thing she does? I've had enough. Yeah, I was like, about no, thank you. Lily, please. I love her design though. Yeah, yes. yeah, and that—that that is one of the things. The fantastic character designs, fantastic. That later pod, do we talk about visuals? Yeah, we. Well, we we, we can talk about the designs in the characters. Yeah, section yeah, of the game. yeah. I think we should do that because yeah. it's interesting. And because I, have, I have another thing about Larry. So. Oh, you're going. Yeah. Oh, um, in that for the oh, for, for later for episode. Character, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah good. for next week. Well. So next week we're going to be talking about story. Yeah. And then the week after we're going to talk about Well, it's not a lot of story, so that'll be a really quick episode. No, yeah, there's only five, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real quick. We can just squeeze it onto the edit of Overpod. Yeah, cool. Pod watch? Overpod. Overpod. No bits on Overpod. Well, I think we'll probably wrap up this episode there. Yeah. And we'll talk about the the plot next week. One last thing. Yeah, go on. I know you just tried to wrap it up. Yeah, but I I'm did. Allow you. Um, That's okay. I suppose... Can we just talk about the massive amount of zombie media that exists? Because, like, uh, one, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you behind the scenes of the pod, but we get set, like, a couple of, like, just things to think about before you come on the show. And one of them is, um, how is this similar to other bits of books, film, and media? Uh, so if you've ever tried to look at, like, oh, what are all the zombie games ever made? <laughs> I found 153. Yeah. I'm sure that's not all of them. Yeah. But when you think about, like, yeah, there's a lot of video games, but that's a lot of video games just about zombies. Well, I mean, if you, if you go on Steam and look at... Zombie. Well, yeah, and it's like apocalyptic survival games oh. are just... It's endless. It's yeah. an endless genre. And why did this one stick out is the yeah. interesting question. Then even if you look at film and film and TV, I found... I think it was over a hundred, five, sorry, over 500 films involving zombies as a plot line. Wow. And it's like, that's a lot. And like, I don't want to even get in books or TV series, but like, this is an oversaturated market. And it was so big, like 2010, this released in 2012. Yep. 
there was a thing in pop culture for a while where everything was zombie related. Absolutely. Even Plants vs. Zombies. Like, yeah. it became a cute thing. You could buy little zombie toys. There were zombie backpacks. Like, it became... Even I wrote a zombie novel in 2010. Like, yeah. so look at it, look at it. It right? became yeah. part yeah. of it the was zeitgeist. Thing. It's interesting. And this, I think it just struck the iron while it was hot. Yeah. This game came out when people were getting real back into zombies, but it hadn't become tired yet. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. I enjoy that it's one of the few tropes where it doesn't get, especially with like supernatural style characters and and uh, that sort of thing. I enjoy it's one of the few that doesn't get lumped with something else. Like vampires and werewolves tend to get lumped together, whereas zombies yeah. sort of hold their own, mm. which is really interesting given the amount of lore about werewolves and all that sort of thing, vampires and stuff, and yeah. witches and all that kind of thing. We, we could have gone so many different ways, and it's interesting that we picked zombies. Yeah, and, well, and uh, it's interesting because you the think place about we're like- in in the world as um you know, a metaphor for consumerism and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's yeah, interesting that that held its own so tightly. Yeah. Well, and it was so, and there, so incredibly There, there are some things that play with it, like necromancy and magic and mm-hmm. that yeah, kind of, of thing. But it never feels like zombies. And for some no. reason you still yeah. keep that yeah. mental, uh, yeah. there's like a septum, yeah. there's a divide. Like it's a little bit Bodies different. raised by wizards, it's never treated like zombies no. or played and it doesn't have the same emotions or the same themes. Mm. And mm. zombie films all are very very thematic and it's all about human connection and what you're willing to do in survival, but that's never done with necromancy, which is no. the only thing I think that comes close to touching it, but you're 100% right. It's not the same. It's not. And it doesn't Definitely get lumped with anything else. Now, my, my theory about that is because, so most zombie things, it's a disease. It's some yeah, sort it's of rabies, isn't it? Yeah, it's a plague versus necromancy. Yeah, yeah. It would be like I'm raising my, you know, like yeah. the mummy you said earlier, you know, mm. raising my love from the dead sort of thing. It's very, yeah, di- yeah. very different where instead of being overwhelmed by this thing that you Exa- can't control. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Whereas necromancy is a choice. I think I, th- um, I think that's exactly it, Jay, is that you can't control this. If you die, you will become one of these awful things. With, oh. a, with necromancy, you're not necessarily going to be raised as the dead after you get killed. Do you know what I mean? It's and this- what a twist from Ben. Is that episode four, episode five? Where yeah, where you find that you can't says, control it at all. It's like it's not if you get bitten, it's just, it's just if, if you, you die. die. Yeah. Yeah. Every one of us will become oh, a zombie. I, I whole... remember when I saw that in the TV show, blew my yeah. mind. Oh, is that in the TV I, show too? I think, okay. I think that's, that's where I got up to, um, yeah. the, where you find out that it's just if you die, there's nothing you can yeah, do Yeah, because it. the whole show is about them not only trying to survive, but then they are trying to stop the people who die becoming zombies. Yes, they're yeah. trying to find a way to do it. And so they're shooting their head and they're all trying to, it's just like how do we stop this awful thing, this transformation? Yeah non-human it's not right and then this little teenager who god damn it ben, we're gonna oh god so we're gonna have some words ben <laughs> um uh he just comes forward and goes oh by the way spoiler alert <laughs> we're all yeah. gonna it's become to zombies everyone. and you can't stop it and i mean that sets up really nicely that you have to smash larry's head in or, oh yeah you know mm. whoever that you have to but also it feels good it does for mm. well. No, I, I don't know. I mean, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> I don't know. Not a- from your personal experience of smashing people's head in with salt legs. Well, it gave me my first taste, <laughs> and <laughs> it was garnished with salt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm um, sorry. We can go on all about this all day. But yeah, it's, as as you can see, it's like the setting. I suppose physical setting. Yeah, Georgia. It's done well. It's perfect. It's the absolute perfect Georgia. Perfect but Georgia. tonally and the tone it sets up and the way it sets up characters to interact with the themes and tone of it, everything in the game I feel is congruent with itself. So I don't know, sometimes you find things are unsatisfactory in film or in games because there's a subplot or there's a character and for whatever reason that character doesn't mesh well and their arc doesn't mesh well with the tone and the themes of the film or the game. And it's like that doesn't really belong here. You need to change it so it fits well. Everything in this fits in the setting of tone and all the themes and the character arcs fit within that theme and it's good. Yeah. It's just good. So we'll wrap up there. Yeah. Snowball right. Kids 2 now? 
uh, we can we can talk about that after we okay, finish recording. After, yeah, no, fair enough. So we'll see you all again next week, where we're going to be talking about the plot of The Walking Dead. Uh, thank you to my fantastic guests. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. And thank you, Jay. Thank you. Pat and Jay will be joining us again next week, so tune back in then. If you want to hear more from us, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are at Cutscene Saga. And if you want to speak to us at length, you can email us, cutscenesaga at gmail.com. If you see us in the street, you can always um, just walk straight by because I don't deal well with social interaction in person. So if you see us in the street, just keep walking. I don't like to be handed things. We don't want to wave. We don't want to smile. Um, we no, are famous. You. We've got a, we're on a podcast. So like, I understand if you want to come up to us, we are on a podcast. It's very exciting. I've got the glasses <laughs> on. Oh you know, my please God. don't look at me. This, this is why we podcast. This is why we podcast. It's, it's a one-way it's, conversation. It's for the fame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't talk to us. No. Thank you. Oh, email us though. Yeah, yeah, email us. <laughs> Email's great. I, I and I will read your email and probably reply. So. Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's worth it. There's plenty yeah. of time to respond. That's the part I enjoy about email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't have to be confronted with someone like tapping their watch and like when I'm ready. <laughs> we are clearly the kind of people who people want to interact with, aren't we? Well, <laughs> definitely. Like, like we don't deal well with interaction. If you do, can you please do it in a long form media that gives us time to plan a human response because we can't handle it. <laughs> Wow. Exactly. That you've just you've just <laughs> summed me up gamers, in a nutshell. Pat. Bad names for gamers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Thank you as well to our fantastic producers, ANC Weber from That's Not Canon Productions. We will see you all again next week. Goodbye. 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 A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.